Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. The, the dynasty league i had the very first pick and so i took cmc and yeah. after one year i was like woohoo yeah but yeah. Been, you know yeah. it's been like <laughs> you know stepping on landmines Good morning and happy Sunday, everybody, here for another edition of Belly Up Fantasy Live Dynasty Edition. Joined, uh, as always, by Chase. Uh, Kevin is uh, um, the missing man this week, but that's okay because uh, we got a fantastic guest in, Mr. Chris Robin. You might know him as at Detroit BC on Twitter, coming over from Team Rise or Fall to join us to talk the NFC North this morning. So, first, I'll shoot it over to you, Chris. How are you doing this morning? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm outstanding. And anytime I can, you know, someone reaches out and especially, Angie, I do anything for you. I'm not trying to be corny, but whenever you say, uh, if you ask me to jump, I'd say how high, because I like you. I respect you. Anything you. you need. And it's always nice to talk NFC North, uh, the AKA the black and blue division, anytime possible. <laughs> I mean, that's to me, that's the best division in football. Let's be honest. I think Chase feels the same way since he's got the GB yep. old school Bart Starr jersey on. But to me, everything that I do in terms Terms of writing and broadcasting has a Detroit spin on it. And hey, the Detroit Lions, last I looked, are in the <laughs> NFC North. So here we are. Thanks for having me. Yes, here we are. And you know, I didn't even put two and two together till right now that we are we do have the Packers and the Lions here at the same time. That, <laughs> I don't know how I didn't put that together before, but this is I've been work. thinking of that since you said he was gonna be on. I was like, I, I don't know how out. I didn't put that together. But Chase, how are you this morning coming to us from the, the fantastic bar that we've come to know and love? Doing all right, doing all right. You know, been busy, got the kids and everything else going on, but no, we're ready to go. We're ready to talk some football. Yeah, I've been looking forward to this one since it's, like you said, Chris, it's my division, the one that I watch the most and the one that I, you know, cheer for most of the time, so... Well, I think both, you, both, you, both your teams have some interesting situations going on. And as always, we are going to attack this from mainly from the dynasty angle. Uh, but, you know, redraft and DFS always uh, flies in. If you don't know, Chris is a, a fantastic DFS writer. You can check out his bottom of the barrel article on Twitter. Uh, Team Rise, it's on Team Rise or Fall, right, as well? Or is it just on Twitter, the, the bottom barrel? No, it's uh, yeah. Team Riser Fall is my home base for all DFS okay. stuff. So everything I do is uh, is published uh, through and with Team Riser Fall. And I got I won't say I won't Perfect. mention it now. Maybe at the end of the broadcast, but got some cool, fun, new stuff coming out in relation to the bottom of the barrel article. Awesome. Yeah, we'll we'll give you some time at the end for sure. Uh, but let's kick it off with the Detroit Lions, your teams. I want to be able to to give you the floor to kind of talk freely. And don't worry, Chase. We will give you the floor next with Green Bay to, to oh, do yeah. the same. I'm not worried. <laughs> But uh, but look, the the Lions are an interesting situation because you know we got the the end of the year kind of gem last year and Amon Ross St. Brown kind of coming in, uh, getting a lot of hype and just hype deservedly so because he, he he showed out pretty impressively last year. Uh, they bring in DJ Chark, they have Jamison William uh, that they drafted, and uh, obviously TJ Hawk. But I mean, this offense is still going to be running through DeAndre Swift, in my opinion. It's what, I, what I'm trying, struggling with the Detroit Lions from a dynasty standpoint is, is Amonra St. Brown just a flash in the pan, or is he a legit asset when it comes to long-term value here? Because I lean more towards a one, maybe two-year wonder, get what you can for him now, than someone I want to build on my team with. But as someone that's close to the Lions team here, what, what's your view on Amonra St. Brown? Is he legit? Uh, truth be told, I think he is legit. And again, I, I don't know how I would be on a broadcast on a Sunday morning and you ask me if I'm on Ra is legit. And I don't know how I could walk around then uh, for the rest of the week if I said, no, he's a bomb, he's a flash in the pan. And when you look at Amonra St. Brown, again, right now, it, it, it's Sunday, August 7th. We're on the yeah. cusp of football. We know it's training camp season, hot hot take kind of stories like that. But one thing that, that 
that folks don't know, right, is is the fact that everybody there in Allen Park at the camp, Amonra, Aiden, everybody, they're putting in the work, right? And what I was getting at, but I had a, a moment lapse in, in memory there, is you anybody, <laughs> any one of us can go on the computer right now and look yeah. up projections or look up statistics, you know, look up the depth chart and see what we got there. But to me, right now at this moment in time, it's all about uh, what are the teammates saying about each mm-hmm. other? What are, the, what are the offense saying about the defense? What is the defense saying about the offense? And so far, so good. We know that Dan Campbell has that hat that said grit, and that looks like that's going to be mass-produced, or the shirt that said anti-fragile. And if we rewind back all the way, the same time last year, uh, it was all about, well, Amandra hangs like an hour and a half, two hours after practice. He hits the ju- the jugs machine for exactly 200 tosses to his hands. Then he hits the you know the weights for a little bit, and then maybe he'll run a route or two. That, th- that has not changed. He he still is hanging out after practice. Only now he's hanging with uh, Aiden Hutchinson because he's doing the same thing as well. So when you look at that from a not a superstitious standpoint, but uh, football players, all pro uh, sports players, they're creatures of habit. So what worked last season will work this season in his mind if he keeps doing the same things over and over again. And to me, Amon Ra is legit. And I, I'll tell you this, you know, this offensive line, we know the deal with that. I won't belabor that point. But Amon Ra, to me, is doing everything necessary to kind of carry this over to say, hey, you know what, Andrew, uh, you're the dummy for saying that uh, that I'm a flash in the pan, or you're a fool for saying that maybe uh, just one, two, three years and, and move on. But however, I will say, at his ADP right now, it's starting to get a little murky. It's starting to get a mm-hmm. little scary for me personally because I've seen him in some spots where it's like it's a Monra or it's you know uh, seriously around Chris Godwin, Jerry yeah. Judy kind of action here. And again, I am a Detroit. Lions slappy, but taking Amonra at his current ADP in dynasty leagues uh, freaks me out a little bit. Can he return that value? Absolutely, but it's kind of one of those things where it's like, I, 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 I'd rather wait and see, and when you're playing dynasty or when you're in a live draft, uh, waiting and seeing is not really part of the game, you know, during the draft here. So mm-hmm. at his ADP, uh, I, I could take him or leave him, but I do think this kid is going to have another phenomenal season, and as it stands right now, he's on the the, the fast track to superstardom. I mean, I don't think that's out of line to say. Everybody's talking about him. Everybody's buying his, you know, his rookie cards with the, you know, the prisms and all that stuff on him. So to me, Amonra is going to be a staple in this offense uh, ran by Jared Golf. And I know you, you asked me one simple question about a wide receiver, and here I go for 15 minutes. <laughs> no, that's and, all I, good. and I know you'll give me time to talk. That's about usually me, Chris. That's yeah, usually, usually me. Chase, Chase doesn't know what to do with his hands right now. Yeah. <laughs> what do I? So I'm just when I, talking. I'm going to finish my Amonra uh, comments like this. And I know we'll get to a point in the broadcast where you'll say, give us your overview on the Lions as a whole. But when you look at Amonra St. Brown, I love what the kid's doing. And, I, and I'm almost certain, fingers crossed, he will return value. Fantastic. And look, I think you hit on the nail. The more the flash in the pan comment was definitely more so around the ADP because like I'm with you there. The ADP, I just was in a draft the other day where same situation where he, he was – when he got taken, it was it was one of those guys where I just kind of gasped a little bit. Went, ooh, like okay, it, it just caught me off guard. But but Chase, you share the same sentiment. Do you see Amonra on the way to stardom here as as the the focal point of this offense going forward behind DeAndre Swift? No, I definitely do. I, I think you know he was such a phenom at the end of last year. But I mean, we think about it. Not only does he come from you know a family with some of the coolest names in the entire business. <laughs> he and his brothers are all named after Egyptian deities. Uh, Equinemius obviously played for the Packers. Now he's down in Chicago. But, um, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown, it, he comes from that athletic family. You know that he's already an, a, a legitimate NFL caliber athlete. But what I like about him is he was efficient as a, as a rookie. He caught mm-hmm. 76% of the balls that were thrown at him last year from Jared Goff. Um, and that was mostly in the second half, too. Right. But that's the thing that I like about him is that he does, he catches what's thrown to him. He seems to have really good hands. And like you just said, Chris, combined with that kind of work ethic, you don't see that a lot out of a rookie. Um, You know, sometimes they come in and they think they're entitled. Now, he wasn't necessarily the big name coming into camp last year. Uh, And I think that bodes well for him that he's, he had that chip on his shoulder and it seems like he's kept that chip on his shoulder. Um, I don't think that he's, yeah, I don't think he's in line to be like a top, 10, 15 type. I definitely think that he is a, uh, a solid wide receiver. Number two, he's definitely up, up in the t- top 24 
I would say he has that kind of ability. And I think it's only going to get better now that he's actually got some guys healthy and around him that can actually mm-hmm. catch the football. Last year, their receiver core was such an absolute mess. We were turning to guys like Josh Reynolds. You know, I think that, you know, DJ Chark will help pull some coverage off him. I think when Jamison Williams is finally healthy and ready mm-hmm. to get back on the field, that is going to be gigantic. Uh, I'm really actually looking forward to what this past game can do when everybody's, when Williams is healthy and back and when they can really get rolling, because uh, I think they could actually surprise some people. I I really do. Um, People forget for all the ribbing that Jared Goff takes, Jared Goff took a team to the Super Bowl. Now he, now he didn't win it. And Matthew Stafford had to escape (laughs) Detroit to win a Super Bowl. But Jared Goff took a team to the Super Bowl. He's not an incapable NFL quarterback. He's not a star. He's not the number one overall pick type talent that that the Rams were hoping for. But they actually have a chance, I think, this year to surprise a lot of people. I think Dan Campbell seems to be trying to change the culture there. And, uh, and get people out of thinking about the you know, the Motor City Kitties the way that they, they had been thinking about them. Um, but I, I am very excited for Amon Ross St. Brown. And I'm not – right now I'm seeing his ADP you know, on Fantasy Pros, and I, I see his ADP around 23rd for wide receivers, wide receiver 23, 57 overall. Honestly, that's right about where I think he's going to land. I think he's – like I said, I think he's a lower 20s, I think he's a, but I think he's a solid wide receiver too. I'm not scared of taking him if he's my second wide receiver, uh, especially if some of the bigger, bigger names like you were saying, uh, Judy and them are off the board. I'd take, I would probably take him over uh, Amari Cooper, especially with the craziness surrounding Cooper right now. I'd take him there. That's a fantastic point. I think something that is also key, I think what's going to be key for Amonra's success too going forward in this whole Detroit team is if TJ Hawkinson can stay healthy, as well, I think that's going to be key exactly. to the way defenses treat this offense because it's going to need to – Hawk on the field is going to draw the safety's attention, even if it just causes them to hesitate a little bit. The speed that Amon Ra has, if the safeties hesitate a second, he can find an open space probably. So I think Hawkinson is a key to this offense um, being successful. Um, other than Swift and Amonra, then, you know, we talked about Jared Goff. I mean, obviously I don't think Jared Goff is like a super long-term down the road in dynasty quarterback, but uh, you mentioned Jamison Williams – and we can touch on him just quickly here before we move on to the next team. But Jamison Williams is interesting because he came in so touted from from college, super athletic. Um, what have you heard? Being local, because I haven't heard anything really. It's I feel like the Jamison Williams news has been kind of quiet as far as how he's going. Have you heard anything local about what? what how's he meshing with the team, or how's it his his health coming? Like what, what's the story on Jamison? You think? Well, he's already become a, uh, becoming or is already there in, in terms of a fan favorite. Yesterday, uh, they had a, the Lions had like their te- their open team practice at Ford Field, not yep. in Allen Park there. And there was video, you know, there's fan videos and people mm-hmm. hanging on the sidelines. And obviously, Jay Will wasn't in pads, wasn't, you know, partaking in that practice, but he spent the entire time walking the perimeter of, of the sidelines at wherever they were going because it was the blue versus silver. And he's mm-hmm. walking around. And you can see it. It's all over social media saying, uh, D- Detroit, here we are, Detroit versus everybody, you know, answering questions and, and signing everything that was handed to him. He's really mm-hmm. taken to the idea, or I-, I should say the adulation that he's already receiving here uh, from the Detroit Lions fans. So th- to me, that is, that, that, that you know, I, I, in the grand scheme of things, right, we want points, we want touchdowns, we want wins and results. But uh, on the other end, when we break this down to its simplest form, football, look what we're doing. It's fun. Mm-hmm. supposed to be entertainment we're talking Jamison Williams although he wasn't active on the field in a way still found a way to, to to be around the team and to be active just in another kind of thing not being the water boy per se wasn't on the right. field running routes but he was uh, walking around hanging with the fans and everybody has nothing but good things to say about him because if you remember back to April you know after the draft you know the the, the draft photos if you look at it he was the, the famous photo where he was like yeah with the hair in his face and all, yeah. oh, you know, Jay Will doesn't want to be here uh, in Detroit. He hates it. He stinks. Well, he he's come in and he's doing his thing and he's already become a fan favorite. And I've already heard Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift's, uh, you know, backup here, RB2, however you want to put it. Uh, they're already, you know, just hanging out and, and fooling around in the locker room, playing video games together, linking up and doing other things. So to me, Jay Will is, is firmly entrenched as the future of this franchise mm-hmm. at the wide receiver position. And that's cool. That's going to be that bodes well for the future. Like I said about about Campbell changing the culture around there. You don't want. I mean, they 
you can't beat around the bush. Detroit has not been very good for a long time. It's it's been a while since they were a, a feared team. <laughs> I, I think Chris yeah, knows. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not I'm not trying to rub that. But what I'm saying is is you don't want guys. Yeah, okay, I'll fine. I'll I'll sign my one year deal there and, and prove it and go somewhere else. Or okay, great, I got drafted by the Lions. That was one of the cool things when Jair Alexander came into Green Bay is that he took to the culture and he talked to the city so quickly and he just wanted to become part of it. He was talking in practice and and living it up and the fans came to love him immediately. And if if Jameson Williams and other guys too, Hutchinson, if if those guys can start to change that culture around there, you'll start to draw people to that organization and you'll start to get the guys who already have talent. They've got talented players in the building. You get those guys bought in fully, and you get them playing together and playing for each other. Uh, like I said, I think the, I think the Lions could surprise some people this year. I I don't think they're going to challenge the Packers at the top of the division, but I think they can score some points for fantasy managers, and mm-hmm. I think that okay. they're going to be a surprising team. They're not going to be an easy out this year, any week. You know, you you made you made a great point, Chase. And when you speak of you know free agency or you know right camp signing and things along those lines, you know that's always a, like a magical time of the year leading up to the trade deadline or you know when you can you know grab someone, buyers or sellers. And and for as long as I can remember, uh, there's just been nothing going on here in Detroit in terms of free agency because everybody you know it, it was like the the organization was was radioactive. It was nuclear. Nobody wanted to be around. Everybody right. just put, put the city down and in the lions but if it can if they can turn into some kind of you know formidable destination because again when free agency comes out or the trade deadline comes out that's a whole nother set of fun mm-hmm. and entertainment right. where you can see oh wh- wh- where's Devonte adams gonna go holy smokes is he gonna stay green bay or is he going you know in the lions i, I don't even p- partake in that in that uh you know state of affairs when it comes to the trade deadline in football because i know nobody a, a young stud linebacker on the market he's not gonna want to come to Detroit. Right. He's going to go somewhere, you know, where they can win right away, you know, like Frisco or at Denver, something like that. But, you know, the idea of the Lions throwing their hat back being in play, you mm-hmm. know, on, and free agency and a destination, you know, for, for, for guys, players and all that. Uh, that's a huge bump as well. You, you build within and then you add pieces where need be. And that hasn't been an option in, in quite some time. And that's what I was doing. They haven't won it. So, yeah, I was counting by 10. Wasn't counting by one. I was counting by 10. 10, 20, 30, 40. Decades. <laughs> Dick Nitry Lane. How many? Yeah. No, we, uh, you know, it, they're looking for their, yeah, it, like you're, to your point in free agency, they're looking for their Reggie White. Nobody thought that Reggie White, a player of that caliber, would come to a place like Green Bay who had not won in forever, not necessarily a destination city like New York, Miami, Los Angeles, those kinds of places. Um, you know, if, if, they, yeah, if they can change the culture around there though, and they, they hit on a fish or two, there's, there's a good draft next year for quarterbacks. If they so choose to go that route, uh, you know, the future is looking up there for the first time in, in a while, in my opinion, uh, just as somebody in the division who also tries to pay attention to who, you know, who's around him. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think that, I don't think that people should be scared of taking Amon Ross St. Brown. I don't think that people should be scared. Obviously, I have Swift as a, a high-end, high-end mm-hmm. RB1 uh, because of the way that he catches the football. Um, I think Jamal Williams is one of those people that is one of those players that you need to take. He needs to be rostered in every league because we know that if Swift goes down, Williams has done it before. He did it in Green yep. Bay. He's done it in Detroit to be a viable starting running back uh, on your fantasy team if he has to be the starting running back on his real team. Um, you know, Chark has value. Williams in a, in a dynasty draft, I'm, I love. Uh, Hawkinson is still young enough, too, that in a dynasty draft, I'm taking him. But they have some good, good skill players. Uh, they're they're going to be fun to watch in the, in the next couple of years, especially if the, they get the quarterback situation shook out. Yeah, they were fun to watch last year with the way, like you guys have both mentioned, the culture I think is key. It's going to be big for all these rookies going forward. I think the culture uh, helps speed up the process when they have a, a, a culture that encourages them to be them and really buy in. So I think Jamison Williams in the future, you know, Monterey St. Browns, I think it's a good uh, situation for young guys. Uh, but let's move on before this becomes uh, Detroit's most favorite podcast and we talk all lies. <laughs> let's uh, let's, uh, let's jump over to Chase here and, uh, and let's talk his Green Bay Packers. Uh, because look, big big shoes to fill here. 
uh, with Devontae Adams gone. And look, they, they, they tried to make some moves in the draft to do so, bringing in Christian Watson, bringing in Romeo Dobbs, um, and, and they're getting Tanya back healthy. Uh, Aaron Jones, AJ, like, there's a good amount of stories here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers resigns. So personally for me, I think the most valuable part of this offense is I like the tight ends in this offense. I like Tanya and I like to uh, I would never say his name, right? Deguara. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that, I think when it comes to drafting for dynasty, I think that's where you can find some good value according to their ADP. Um, obviously I think Alan Lazard is, he's been going very high. And I'm, I think we know what Lazard is at this point, if you ask me. But are we wrong on Lazard, Chase? Because you look like you're, you're already ready to fire back at me here. Well, I, I, I think that a lot of people are like, well, it's Alan Lazard. It's not, it's not Devontae Adams. And I think there's, there's a backlash against Lazard for not being Devontae Adams. But let's be honest, how many people in the entire flipping league are Devontae Adams? You know, he's a Devontae Adams. Perfect route runner. He's got great hands now. After you know, after he solved his problems that he had his first two or three years in the league, uh, he runs well. He's just he's he's intelligent. He's just an all around perfect wide receiver. So of course you're not you're not getting that with Alan Lazard. But Alan Lazard has Rogers' trust, and that's a big thing. You hear people talking about it a lot, and it comes up. But the reason it comes up on these shows all the time is that there's something to it. Rodgers throws to the people that he trusts. Remember, he lobbied to bring back Randall Cobb. Uh, Randall Cobb is not anything more than a, than a regular middle-of-the-road replacement level uh, receiver at this point in his career. Early in his career, he was great. He's still a viable and good slot receiver, but Rodgers lobbied to bring him back. and He didn't lobby to bring him back just because it's his buddy. Uh, he trusts him. He knows where he's going to be. He feels comfortable with him. And if you look at the game that uh, I ended up striking gold on this last year, but uh, they had 876,000 receivers. Anyone who'd ever played receiver for a Packers jersey was out with a blown knee or COVID or a torn whatever. Um, and Cobb was going to be their number one pick. And sure yeah. enough, scores two touchdowns. His only game all year, he scores two touchdowns. Boom. Uh, Rodgers trusts him. And if Rodgers trusts Alan Lazar, and he has said that he does, and he, we know that he does, he throws his way, um, you know, that counts for something in this offense. Devontae Adams is leaving behind almost 170 targets. You add that to the fact that Marquez Valdez-Scantling is now running routes for Patrick Mahomes, that's over 200 targets that are that are available and flying around in this offense for, with no one to, to claim them. Christian Watson's been hurt a little bit. Uh, and he's been out. He hasn't really practiced a whole ton here. Um, but Alan Lazard has been there, and he's been the steady force. And Alan Lazard, I mean, for his career, he's been efficient. He's been he's been very steady. And he's not going to blow anybody away. He doesn't have the best 40 time. But he just – he does what you need to do to be a professional football player. You know what I mean? He's one yep. of those guys that's just a, a, a steady – Professional football player knows what he has to do. He has Rodgers' trust, and he is going to be the number one receiver in this offense at least this season, especially with Watson taking some time to develop here or taking some time to get even get on the field. Um, now, do I think that he's a six-year option? He's going to end up – no, I, I don't. But for this year, he's going to be the number one. And if you're going to be Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver, I want a share of that on your team. Whatever you feel or whatever you think about Aaron Rodgers, he's going to throw the football. He's going to throw it well, and somebody has to catch it on the other end. And we know that, you know, Alan Lazard has his trust, and he's going to be looked at and looked for. Teams aren't necessarily going to be, you know, double covering him because I think mm-hmm. they're thinking like the rest of us. Oh, he's not Devontae Adams. And if they can throw – Sammy Watkins out there, clear the field out deep. If they can uh, get something out of Josiah DeGuara and Robert Tunyon underneath, if they split Aaron Jones out like there's been talk of, uh, you know, you'll have to diversify your coverage and you won't be able to focus on him. And I think Alan Lazard can take advantage of that. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do this year as a Packer fan. I am also buying shares of him when I can uh, in fantasy because I think that he is being a little undervalued or a little overlooked. And now I don't. I don't think I'm being a homer pick on that. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at his history. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, do you agree, Chris? 
Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the word of a Green Bay Packers fan. And, and one thing I can say and be really open and honest with hand of the sky, you know, I, I, I respect the hell out of the Packers. I respect mm-hmm. the hell out of their fans. And when you look at coach Matt LaFleur, uh, this guy is unbelievable that they've won 13 or 13 games, his first Every two year, uh, seasons. Yeah. yeah. Since this guy was hired in and then you have Aaron Rodgers and what he brings uh, again, unbelievable. We all know the, the Nicholas Cage, Conair, you know, side by side thing. But one thing I, I, I will say, right. And this is just, this is off the record, off the books here. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, this guy is, is you can't put into words how phenomenal he is on the field, what he does on the field. And I would say uh, what, what we see, we don't even see like 60, 70% of it, all the, the, the coverage schemes, what he's calling out, how he's reading the field. And then let's not forget if for, if I were to, to have a, a proverbial farm, I would bet the farm on Aaron Rodgers in terms of being the most accurate. And I'm not talking about looking at pro football reference and, and, right. and counting up numbers right. and things like that. It's the eye test, just watching mm-hmm. him play and watching where he puts the ball and who, I don't care about all that, that fun, no look stuff that's going around with Mahomes or, 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 or how yeah. Stafford, you know, connected with Allen Robinson the other yeah. day, no look pass. Yeah. To me, Aaron Rodgers is without doubt the unkept question king of accuracy. And when we look at the wide receivers on this team, I I don't, while you were talking, Chase, I was listening to you uh, and I was, you know, taking it all in, but I was actually doing a little bit of homework as well with all the, the offensive weapons in there, uh, running backs without withstanding here, just the, the, the pass catchers, Robert Tanyan, Lazard. And as it stands right now, I have Lazard around 91 targets, 60 receptions. I have Watt, Christian Watson around 85 targets and 53 receptions. And then from there, the next closest guy, third in line would be Robert Tanyan, 63 mm-hmm to 65 targets, about 46 to 50, you know, total receptions here. And then when you get to Cobb and, and Degura, Sammy Watkins and uh, Dobbs, Dubes, however you want to put it, this kid has looked fantastic the last, uh, you know, week or so. Yes, you, you would yeah. know that, Chase, right? The, the the camp stuff is is awesome. Same thing could be said, not try to re- rewind, but DJ Shark <laughs> had a phenomenal, yeah. you know, day on Friday, and Dobbs is doing his thing there. And trust is a huge word that you use, Chase, several times, and it's, it, I mean, it's true to form. When it comes to, you know, all these other quarterbacks in the league, you know, name like the top five studs, right? Josh Allen, Pat, Lamar, Justin Herbert, right? You could say trust this, trust that. But when you look at Aaron Rodgers, uh, without trust, you have nothing, right? In your right. regular, real, everyday life, in your relationships, you're married, you're your husband, your wife, your kids. When there's no trust, you have nothing. And to me, Aaron Rodgers' personality, uh, no offense, Chase, no. I, I, I think he, Aaron Rodgers as it's a person, everything. Aaron Rod, yeah, Aaron Rodgers as a person is a, is a jerk. He's a, he's an asshole. Every relationship that he's ever had just crumbles. I mean, how many times has he been, you know, uh, engaged or almost married to supermodels or NASCAR drivers and out of nowhere, it's just done and over with. Look at his family. I mean, I I don't know his personal issues and all that stuff, but to me, Aaron Rodgers strikes me as a, an ego, egomaniac, a narcissist. Mm -hmm. And that's all well and good. That's not my business. Right. But Mm -hmm. on the field, I think you see some of that stuff and in a, in an odd way, uh, he's using his ego and his narcissism to his advantage on the field. Whereas in it, if one of us did that in work, we'd be fired. We'd be written up. You, you, you can't act that way. Yeah. You, you can't just focus on two things at work here, Chris. We got to have the whole thing. But Aaron Rodgers, as a football player, trust his ego and all yes. this. He's going to look certain people's way and it's just going to carry over. And for that reason, every wide receiver on this team, I will say Christian Watson is kind of juicy given mm-hmm. his size and his strength yes, and his, and his energy. And as you can, and as even as Chase said, the little red O next to his name right now, or GTG, however you want to put it, he'll be okay. It's only August 7th. But to me, it's all about Robert Tanyan. This guy was unbelievable. He broke out a few seasons ago. Granted, that was with Devontae Adams. Everybody I've seen or read or heard broadcast about Green Bay and talking about potential target shares and where it's going to go, they always got to mention, well, if if Adams isn't there to kind of uh, bring coverage, but, but it doesn't matter, right? 
right? When Rogers is there, when he's active, and you have a cast of characters like this to catch passes, all is going to be well. So to me, of this offense, out of every guy aside from Aaron Jones, aside from AJ Dillon, and you know, to me, I want Robert Tanyan the most because of his price tag. It's almost non-existent, right? And nowadays, everybody's playing in in, in tight end premium leagues. The fishbowl is that way, and two tight end sets, right? You can just wait and wait and wait and get Tanyan, you know, you're the last pick if you're in a, in a draft or in a league with people that are just, they have nothing going on up there. I got a head full of bad wiring. Oh. You can grab Tanyan, you know, in the 30th round. And that's where I want to plant my flag. 63 targets. I'm thinking about 50 reps here. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, double digit touchdowns. That be, uh, that's a little bit too much to say here on August 7th right. here. But I think <laughs> we're, we're looking at five, 600 yards as well within reason yeah. last year averaged 11.3 yards of reception only scored twice but we know what happened tore up his knee yep. he will be back and again regression is the term that's used but it was an injury plague season it was a, that's a plague that was what did him in last year but this guy has a ton of touchdown upside seeing how yes. green bay in the red zone loves two tight end sets and you know that you know we're going to get at least four or five touchdowns from aaron uh to Tanyan, where he's all alone in the corner of the end zone you know rogers completely yeah rogers rogers completely make make, made the defense look stupid on a few plays this year so of everybody on that offense without withstanding the running backs give me robert tanya yeah i'm as a packer fan and as somebody who watches the only thing that gives me pause about him and i i agree i love having him on the field and to the point that we've already made tanya and 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 rogers are close i and he trusts him he trusts that that you know, Bob's going to be where Bob's got to be, right? But his big year, his one big year, and yes, he had the injuries last year, but he caught 52 out of 59 balls, and he caught mm-hmm. a touchdown in over one out of every five catches. 20% of your catches as touchdowns is is awful tough to replicate. So I agree with your point. I like your, that you actually said in terms of regression Double-digit touchdowns might be a little bit to expect from him. But if he can get the same volume of targets, yeah, 500 yards is completely within within his realm of capability. And like you said, because he's good, because he Rodgers trusts him, they have that kind of rapport, he will have some of those easy touchdowns. He won't have to necessarily make all the contested basketball rebound catches like that. Um, but I think that's, I think, again, that goes back to the point that we made about Aaron Rodgers and his personality. You know, one of the things they said, and they've said this about most of the... Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF top connections, uh, quarterback, receiver tandems, but it's one of those things where they, they could look at each other at the line of scrimmage. They wouldn't have to give each other the hand signal Mm -hmm. or anything like that. They could look at each other and they instantly knew what the other one was thinking. Oh yeah, no, I got to take the out on this route and they could nail it. When you've got guys like Tanya and Lazard that, and Cobb that, that Rogers trusts, that's huge. Um, in terms of their other receivers real quick, um, I love Watson because you don't find mm-hmm. his speed at his size very often. Mm-hmm. And like I just said, uh, I was not big on Devontae Adams his first two or three years. And if you talk to a lot of Packer fans, and if they're honest, or if you go back and look and mm-hmm. take the receipts, he had some trouble with his hands the first two or three years. When Devontae Adams figured out how to catch the football, everything else in his game fell into place because when he was that talented. He was always that football player. He had to get his hands caught up to the rest of him. Mm -hmm. And if 
Christian Watson can get his hands caught up to the rest of him, he's going to be good. So I am, I'm loving him in the Dynasty League, but I'm not expecting a ton out of him yet necessarily this year. Now Dobbs, on the other hand, someone who has come out of kind of nowhere to really surprise people. And I think that, you know, if I had to make a bold, you know, hot take prediction, Dobbs has the potential on this team because of the situation, the opportunity available because of their the, the chaos in their receiver room after this offseason. He has the, the potential to be possibly, say, this year's Amon Ross St. Brown because there isn't a ton. There, there's competition in that room, but there is no high-level number one guy, mm-hmm. top-level guy to take away the, those looks and he has been playing very well and he has been showing something and, and he's impressed not just the you know, fans, but the coaching staff and the players around him. Dubs has the potential to be this year's Amon Ross St. Brown. So I really like the future for this team and I'm buying shares of their receiving core. their two young wide receivers in dynasty. I'm buying shares of Alan Lazard as well. He's not ancient. So... Yeah, I think it's fair to say as long as Rodgers is the quarterback there, there's going to be dynasty value at these positions for sure. And just to, to wrap up the, the Tanyan point uh, before we get to our Manscaped ad here, uh, he's going as tight end 24 in dynasty right now, which is just yeah. insane value because I think yeah. even with touchdown regression, I think he could – with, with the way the tight end landscape is, even with touchdown regression, I could still see him as a top 12 as a tight end one. So no, He's, th- he's mass- higher than 24. Yeah, it's this massive value there. So, yeah. Go the route. You can go the route of uh, waiting on tight ends and grab him late, and you can stack him other positions. As a that's usually the route I go. Uh, but anyways, before we move on to the other uh, the other teams in this division, let's hear from Manscaped, who always has some fantastic words for us to to brighten up our summer. So we'll be right back after this quick break. Hey you, yeah you, got bush? You definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today, Manscaped. Taking control of your bush is important. These products are so good, you're going to be showing pride in your new bush-free yard. It's a fact that you will have the best-kept nut sack on the cul-de-sac. Save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using the discount code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Whether you're looking to go bald like an eagle or just in need of a safe trim, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full-body grooming game. The grooming package I highly recommend is the Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package is a lawnmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is a bush worst nightmare. With the Performance Package purchase, you get two free gifts, the Shed Travel Bag and the patented high-performance reduced chafing Manscaped Boxers. They have a bunch of other products on their website, too, to help you maximize your confidence and grooming game. So that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com. It's time to level up your game from the Amazon to the Amadong with the ultimate bushwhacking tool from Manscaped. So one more time, that's 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. Hey. All right, and welcome back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say let's let's jump over to Chicago next uh, because I want to make sure we get in these teams here. I think Chicago has been an interesting story this offseason. Uh, Darnell Mooney has been flying up the, the ADP charts, uh, becoming very popular. Uh, Cole Komet has been a popular value tight end on this team as well. Uh, David Montgomery is um, still kind of in, in the middle there. He, he's going about where he should be. But I think Justin Fields here, obviously from a dynasty standpoint, has been a popular draft pick, a popular trade target. Uh, so I think Chicago has some interesting scenarios here, uh, especially in that wide receiver room. That's been the big talk where they don't necessarily have a top guy. And look, I don't disagree. I feel like all I've been doing on the show so far has been, you know, pooping on the, the top wide receivers on these current teams right now. But look, I, I once again feel like Darnell Mooney is going higher than he should be. Um, and from a dynasty standpoint, I don't see I, – like, I could see an, a, a situation where someone by the end of the year like Volusis Jones or Daz Newsome gets a spot on this team to where going forward they they get to, to show themselves a little bit more. I just don't think like you were saying uh, about uh, about the Packers chase that the, the hurdles that these guys – that these young guys have to jump to, to get to stardom on their current team, I don't think 
is um, out of the question for them to get past. And I think this wide receiver is one of those where if Daz Newsome, Velusis Jones, hell, if even Nikhil Harris decides he wants to show up and play some football, I think there's opportunities and chances for some guys to come out of this. Uh, where are we standing on these Chicago? Is Darn- so here's the question I want to ask. Is Darnell Mooney a, a number one wide receiver? He's a number one wide receiver on on his team and on mm-hmm. an NFL football team. He can be in the right in the right situation. The biggest thing that gives me pause with Darnell Mooney is not his personal talent. It's not mm-hmm. his ability to play football and catch. It's his quarterback situation. Is Justin Fields actually a guy? The guy in Chicago, um, he doesn't have a ton of. T- of competition for targets outside of the running backs on that team. And like mm-hmm. you said, Cole Kimmett, if they're smart, um, you know, Byron Pringle doesn't catch a lot of balls, but he's a touchdown monger. Uh, he showed that in Kansas city. Um, Nikhil Harry, <laughs> you know how Nikhil Harry plays yeah. football. You've watched him for several years yeah, now. He, he plays um, football in the cafeteria. <laughs> I watched Equinemius, yeah, right. I watched Equinemius St. Brown do not a whole ton mm-hmm. up in green Bay. There's an, and, Villas Jones is, I mean, he was great in college. He was a talented college football player, but I, he doesn't necessarily translate to the to the pros yet. Um, Darnell Mooney, I like the guy as a football player. He's one of those real-life football players I, I would love to have on my team. I'm fading him in, in fantasy, dynasty, redraft, whatever, uh, because of – that quarterback situation. I need to see if Justin Fields can, can put it all together. And I know that Chicago bears fans are going to hate to hear that because they were so excited when they finally got him because Mm -hmm. they've waited forever since Sid Luckman to have an actual quarterback in Chicago. Uh, But I just, I'm, I don't trust Justin Fields yet. I, I hope to gosh, I'm wrong. It would be awesome to see Chicago be good. I think the NFL is better when Chicago's good. I think the NFC North is better when Chicago's good. It's more fun to watch. But uh, until they get that quarterback situation sh- uh, shook out, and until we see if Justin Fields is a real deal, I'm not as high on Darnell Mooney as I would be if he had someone legitimate throwing to him. If well, his right quarterback now- situation is good, Darnell Mooney's a good football player. Well, and right now Justin Fields is going as the QB 14 in Dynasty. He's going ahead of Aaron Rodgers, ahead of Derek Carr, ahead of Tua, Mac no. Jones. Like he's, I, feel I wouldn't like take him ahead of Tua. I would not take him ahead of Tua yet. He's going pretty high for – and look, sure, you, and because it's Dynasty, people can say, oh, of course he's going ahead of Rodgers. Uh, Rodgers is older. It, look, Roger, I'm not saying Rodgers is got the same like health and body as Tom Brady and whatnot, but I don't see Rodgers being done in the next two to three years. Like I think Rodgers still has dynasty value. I think that ego could pull him. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's still going to be around long enough to where you can still take him as a top 10 quarterback in dynasty and still get that value out of him, depending on where you are in your rebuild or competitive uh, stage in, in your league. So for me, fields going higher than him. Look, I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I love the guy as a person. I love him as an athlete. I, I think he's, I'm so excited to see Derek Carr this year, have a chance to really show up and show out. Um, but yeah, fields fields doesn't, I don't see it in fields personally myself. And that is where it gives me pause on really the whole receiving core. Look, they have a lot of guys here that are looking for their second chance between Harry, between Pettis, uh, Tajay Sharp. Like they have a lot of veterans who this is probably their last chance to, to really to do something. They, they bought into Justin Fields, which should tell us something, but it doesn't. I don't – it just – it's not adding up in Chicago for me. What do you yeah. think, Beast? What do you I think wrote- well, while you guys were talking, I'm sitting here thinking, and I again, per usual, I got a pen. I always carry a pen and a piece of paper around, and I wrote two things down. I wrote backwards question mark, and I wrote too good to be true question mark. And I'll tell the story uh, in rewind, which I always do with my DFS stuff. But when you look at what the Chicago Bears are up to as of right now, uh, it, it seems backwards to me, right? They they drafted the young kid out of Ohio State, uh, then they fired their coach. In a way, from what we've seen over 
over the years with, with competitive right. football teams, it's backwards. You know, you, you get a head coach in place, and then you get get a young quarterback. Mm-hmm. They got the young quarterback, and then they let Matt Nagy kind of run this kid into the ground or do nothing with them and just kill his confidence, and then they fired him. So now, in his second season, after a horrendous rookie year, he's, in all essence, has to start over again with the new, mm-hmm. you know, new, new coaches, new looks, new new books. And look, Justin Fields, uh, no ill will there, even though he's from Ohio State and I'm a big Michigan guy. I put <laughs> I put that stuff to the side because then that would make me a fool, right? If I was right, a Homer right. guy, or fantasy, a, you got to put that away. Yeah. yeah, or if I I don't want to be the guy where well, Chris's DFS stuff is cool, but he's always he, he hates Michigan State, Ohio State, and it gets really weird. You know that, that that's that that was college, that was then, and this is now. Right. And when you look at Justin Fields, as you said, quarterback fourteen, I get the idea around it. Right, he's a young mm-hmm. young kid. He has all this untapped potential, and I get the idea that Matt Nagy had no flipping clue what he was doing last year on both sides of the football. How to get how to get uh, Fields going? It, it just made no sense. Where you, you put you, you let Fields start a game, and then halftime you got another quarterback out there, or vice versa, right? You put I don't even know who their starting quarterback was was last year. Uh, Darnold, Andy, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. All, yeah. yeah, you have you have a quarterback that starts the game, and then like a peewee or high school game after halftime, you got Justin Fields is back out there. So all that vice versa stuff, all that upside down, inside out, black and weird stuff is was not good for his confidence. And again, he's young enough and he's talented enough to get over the hump. I'd like to think at this moment in time uh, that that's all behind him. If he, if he's still working on confidence issues in year two at the beginning of August, then you're going to have problems for, for a quarterback here. I get the idea that he's young, as I was saying. He's quarterback 14 in ADP right now. I am also aware that we have to have patience with these kids. And to, and again, with everything that's in our face now, everything is boop, 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 available on our phone, DFS, sports betting, live betting. We want everything now. We want what we want when we want it. And so the idea of letting a, a quarterback develop is like, it's like a foreign question. It's like foreign behavior to say, well, Justin Fields, year two, head coaching change. Uh, he's already done. It's done and over with. We're good to go. With Sam Darnold, I could see the case where it's it's done and over with him. But it's Fields, been long enough, yeah. Yeah, but with Fields, let's give him uh, some more time, actually more time than necessary because of the situation. Mm-hmm. When we look at this offense, uh, it's it, it can be. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but on paper, it's okay. But in my mind, there, there's some sneaky, uh, you know, DFS and fantasy dynasty appeal here with uh, Mooney, with uh, Cole Komet, with mm-hmm. a guy like Velas Jones, Byron Pringle. Yeah, you know, and you said Taj Sharp and, you know, these guys, they're they're already done and well, over to be with. Good, some know. of these guys aren't going to make the team, some of these yeah. veterans, it's, but... When you look at, at Darnell Mooney, that's I think that's why I wrote too good to be true, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. talking about Mooney. We've been seeing all these videos of, of camp of Mooney making spectacular plays, and give credit where credit's due. I've seen Fields, you know, fantastic ball placement in the back of the end zone or right in the middle of the field, right out of Mooney's break. So to me, this connection it's good, but is it too good to be true? Because as we're seeing right now, uh, that seems to be all they have there. And if and if a, a, a schlub like me on Sunday morning can see that what the heck do you think you know professional defensive coordinators and, and things are going to do no. they're going to X that right out of the game plan and we saw last year uh, when Fields is a little befuddled when he gets right. a little his 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 feathers ruffled a little bit the wheels fall off it's right. like 15 yards over your head or it's just boom right into the, the a linebacker's chest here right. so Fields has a bunch of stuff to work on but again I'm going to give this kid all the time in the world he needs because Matt Nagy was uh, was bad news, and now this guy's. He's. To- it, I sh- I shouldn't say toiling away as the quarterback coach in Kansas City, but you're a quarterback coach in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. It's like what what, what do you what yeah. do you really what say? What can you do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, or, or like like office space. Well, uh, uh, Mr. Nagy, what would you say you do here? We have yeah. uh, Patrick Mahomes <laughs> yeah. as our quarterback. We don't really need you. It's like they they, they banished him. You know, to yeah. the to the to the Night's right. Watch, right? Game of Thrones. Right. Just go away. <laughs> we'll give you a gig Took somewhere, and it's 
Yeah, and, and that's what it is. But to me, I love the idea of, of Ellis Jones. I've actually drafted him mm-hmm. in several spots because nobody's talking about him. Nobody's thinking about him. And I have uh, Ellis around. Let me type it in really quick and, and see what I have for him. I got some stuff I, I do on my own. I really publish my own rankings or projections Not when it comes to if it's not DFS. But I have Ellis mm-hmm. around, you know, 75 to 80 total targets this year. You're looking at a healthy You're looking at a healthy, you know, 48 to 50 total receptions here, six, 700 yards, you know, a a, a trio or a quartet, however you want to put it, trying to be too fancy Four, maybe five touchdowns (laughs) here. So to me, uh, VJ, VJJ would be the move in this offense, because as it stands right now, Cole Komet is being unbelievably overvalued, overdrafted. You know, you you this time last year, people were talking about Adam Troutman in New Orleans and and Cole Komet on the, on the same trajectory and for some odd reason uh you know Komet went woo and here's uh, uh you know Adam Troutman still just wherever and I'm not buying it and again all these pieces of this offense offensive line tight ends wide receivers running backs they're going to go they're going to tick as uh you know as fields goes and the jury is absolutely still out on him he's mm-hmm. been doing some great work in camp we've seen great videos we know that's the type of year but when rubber meets the road push comes to shove can this kid get it done and again i i don't have an answer for that and i don't know too many people that do you know right now uh with uh with justin fields we shall see well i think you, you brought up a good point about about age because you know i think that is what's driving justin fields dynasty value at least his adp is that it, just because he's young and i think in fields case i think the age is being overplayed for him and they're just assuming because he's got time which like you said could be right but it doesn't mean it's gonna. He's worth being drafted over, like I said, someone like Aaron Rodgers. And to take a step back to the Packers, I think where age is being. Um... Bet Fred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things: customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Bet Fred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Maybe more uh, appropriately, yeah. uh, appropriately uh, manages is between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. There is that Dillon. I think is the future. I think he, he he's rising a charge. I think respectfully and and appropriately because I think he is the future of, of the, the the running back core there in Green Bay and in dynasty formats. And as a Boston College fan, you know there's few of us out there. I know, but AJ Dillon, like you watching him in college, he you knew he was a stud. It was no question about yeah. it for me. So I think A.J. Dillon's the, the real case. And, look, we all know the stories of the running backs and age and whatnot. Like, I think Aaron Jones, he, over the next couple of years, he's going to fall out and AJ Dillon, it's going to be A.J. Dillon's backfield. So I think in that case, the, the age thing is working out appropriately for Dynasty ADPs because Aaron Jones is kind of dropping, saying the same, but A.J. Dillon is rising. I think Fields is getting that same treatment, but he's not worth that rise yet. The thing about the thing about Fields that I, that I do like is if he can – even become a serviceable passer, which he was not last year. Seven mm-hmm. touchdowns, ten interceptions, under fifty nine percent, you know, completion percentage. He just he wasn't even serviceable as a passer, like you said, Chris. He panics if, if, if the pressure's in his face, and with the Chicago offensive line, the pressure's gonna be in your face. Uh, but he has a he has that rushing floor that we love to see in a fantasy quarterback. In terms of a real-life quarterback, if he can just be serviceable, Darnell Mooney's going to be fine. He's going to be fine from a fantasy standpoint because he's got that rushing floor that will always kind of keep him from absolutely tanking and cratering. But I need to see that from him this year. I've got him projected again this year for more interceptions than touchdowns. I just don't think he has that strong of a cast around him to to make him better 
instead of him making them better. Uh, like I said, Pringle is a is a touchdown hog in terms of his you know his his percentages, but uh, I I think in terms of dynasty value, I like Mooney, I like Kimmet. One of the guys that I like the most on this team from dynasty value is not Fields, even though I agree with you. I hope they give him time. I hope they give him a couple of years still. Uh, this new regime isn't isn't invested in him because they didn't take him, but I hope they give the kid time. But I like Khalil Herbert in the backfield from a dynasty standpoint. David Montgomery is a good running back, and if I'm if I if I'm in a one off this year or if I'm looking in daily, I'm looking at David Montgomery. Uh, in in several instances. I like David Montgomery for the way that he can catch a football and the way that he runs the football. Um, but Khalil Herbert showed when David Montgomery was out last year that he's got some actual skill. He's got some real skill. They don't have to be married to David Montgomery in the backfield uh, for their future. They don't have to worry about that. They've got a, a guy behind him that can, that can play the ball. So in dynasty formats, I like Kimmett going forward, although I agree with you, Chris. I think he's being overvalued right now and overdrafted right now. Uh, I like Mooney, even though I don't think that he's a super, superstar just yet because of the quarterback situation. And I like Khalil Herbert uh, going forward as a sneaky play to give you some value a year or two down the road. Yeah, Khalil Herbert was a uh, he was a bottom of the barrel all star. I mean, his price tag right. was always right. you know as as low as it gets, and the kid the kid produced for you know several weeks in a row. And we're talking right. you know legit points, touchdowns, not just you know uh, you know shallow yardage or shallow this. I have Khalil Herbert, you know, just shy of a hundred carries here. I think that's cool, four hundred total yards. When you look at last year, he had a hundred and three carries, and he averaged around four point two yards a pop compared to David Montgomery's 3.8, but I know you can't really compare the, compare the two like that because Herbert had 103 while David Montgomery had 223. So uh, workload-wise, you know, obviously DeMont is in a great position. He brings everything to the table, rushing, catching, and doing all that. So I would have no no issue rostering both of these guys or drafting both of them. And it's not from a get, getting your stud and then getting a handcuffed. It's not a handcuffed situation. I firmly believe that Khalil Herbert Herbert at some point this season, maybe even during preseason, we're going to see Khalil Herbert start to, you know, have standalone value and we can right. cut the cord on that, 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 uh, you know, that handcuff word. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I, I like, I like what we started with Khalil Herbert, but I want to make sure we, we quickly, cause we are running out of time. I want to make sure we quickly touch on the Vikings. And this happens every week. And this is why I say the, <laughs> the Vikings for the, for the last, because yeah. uh, to me, the Vikings have the least amount of, Heavy questions. questions I think we, kind of, yeah. we, we know what the Vikings are pretty mm-hmm. much. I think there's a, two interesting stories when it comes to the Vikings. I think they could be interesting dynasty wise. Is um, Irv, <clears throat> Irv Smith comes up with a thumb injury. Shocker uh, had to have surgery. It does look minor, uh, yeah. but this guy is a guy who should be an absolute stud at the tight end position and be so valuable in dynasty. And you just can't trust what you're going to get from him or in just in playing time. Um, and then KJ Osborne is at least over the last hype, uh, the last week, his hype level has been flying, uh, flying up. KJ Osborne getting drafted everywhere right now, um, and I think that's a, I think that what that really is is that's a anti Adam Thielen tweet. I think people are out on on Adam Thielen now. It seems, and that's the feeling I'm getting. I'm not Slow sure. That I'm, roll. I'm not sure. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm quite there yet. I think we. I think we've seen just some unfortunate luck when it comes to Adam Thielen, his health, his situation, whatever. I'm not out on him yet. I'm not ready to crown KJ Osborne, the wide receiver two there yet. Uh, But am I comfortable with Adam Thielen as in dynasty for the next few years forward? I'm maybe less comfortable, but I'd rather still keep him right now than try to ship him off somewhere. Do you guys have any like strong feelings when it comes to the Vikings dynasty wise here? I'm going to say, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to say first off. Yeah. Yeah, Adam Thielen is a good Galdarn football player. Mm-hmm. Just stop. He's still their set. He's still their wide receiver too. Yes. KJ Osborne's a good football player. He's going to be good. He's fine, and I I love him on a dynasty roster. But Adam Thielen is still Adam Thielen that we've known. Um, you know, I think that we need to you know we need to take a look at at this team from a, from a couple different standpoints. For one, Dalvin Cook is Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook is healthy, if he's mm-hmm. not. The nice thing about it is that Alexander Madison is serviceable 
from a fantasy standpoint. He's not mm-hmm. a great running back in real life necessarily to take over for him, but he has shown that he can at least fill that role in fantasy enough that you're not killed if you had all your chips mm-hmm. in on Dalvin Cook. Uh, Justin Jefferson has an argument for being one of the top uh, two uh Yep. dynasty wide receivers to take right now. He and Chase are battling that out, it seems like. Uh, Jamar Chase, not this Chase. But uh, yeah, I like K.J. Osborne going forward, but I don't think that he's supplanted Adam Thielen yet, so everybody needs to slow their roll on that. If I have Thielen, depending on where I am in terms of my team and what my mm. abilities are, I may hang on to him and try and grab the value out of him this year in terms of that on the field. If I'm not... Uh, if I'm not competitive, I may be trying to move him for something right now. You're not, like you said, right now, unfortunately, his name value doesn't carry a ton because for whatever reason, people are fading him. But I think that there, I think reports of his demise, as as Mark Twain said, are greatly mistaken. Uh, And I think that he'll be, you know, I think he'll be fine this year. Irv Smith Jr., I think we're all just hoping is not one of those what ifs Mm -hmm. uh, because he does have a ton of talent. But the problem with it is, is like he has not been able to stay healthy. If that kid can stay healthy, he's a great receiver. He's a, he's, he's, he's a good all-around football player, uh, and he could be something really special. Uh, Dynasty-wise, real quick, I like the guy they took this year. I like Ty Chandler in their, in their backfield. He's, he might be a sneaky play in, in a Dynasty format. Dalvin Cook is getting older. Alexander Madison in real life is not anybody's answer to a, wide, uh, to a running back number one. Uh, I like taking a chance on Ty Chandler real late in your rookie drafts. I'll say you, Chris. Yeah, well, first, first and foremost, you know, before I, I, I gotta get something off my chest. You know, I said it earlier. I, I respect the hell out of Green Bay. I can tolerate Chicago Bears fans, but there is just something about the Minnesota Vikings as a franchise and anybody who's into Minnesota. Uh, it, it's a, absolutely a no go for me. And I've learned my lesson. I thought I learned my lesson, but here I am, you know, pouring fuel onto the fire after arguing, you know, for six months, two years ago on. Social media about this is the Kirk Cousins in Minnesota yeah. before uh, you know Justin Jefferson was even drafted, and you can go around social media right now, and it's unbelievable how toxic Minnesota Viking fans are, and this false sense of security that they have, you know, with Kirk, and it's all and it's all based on one guy, one kid, Justin Jefferson. Without JJ, what would we have with, with Kirk Cousins? We'd have a mediocre Michigan State Cow yeah. College kind of Q be here and that's what we're doing and that's what we're talking about however you know that's that i must be living in dreamland because they do have justin jefferson he is going right. to get 150 plus right. targets he is going to be a stud right it, it is what it is and to me he is the best wide receiver in the business right mm-hmm. now you know a close second obviously jamar chase who's realistically only hindered because he's on a team with so many other serviceable Gee, studly wide receivers yeah 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 yep. if, if he was on the vikings he would have 150 targets too, but that's all well and good. When we look at Adam Thielen, this is where I'm going to concentrate, and this is where I'm going to leave it be. This guy is just an unbelievably dominant touchdown Mm -hmm. scoring machine. He scored 24 touchdowns on 202 total targets the last two seasons. However, you got to take the good with the bad, right? He's missed 11 games over the last three seasons. You know, double-digit missed games, are that's a tough pill to swallow, but if you look back three seasons, you do the math, you're looking at what? Uh, You know, 18, 32, you're looking at, you know, 50 something, 60 something total games. If playoffs are included and you miss 11 of them, it's not awful, but it's not great in the same sense here. But to me, Adam Thielen, without doubt, he is wide receiver two on this team, 150 targets for, for, for Justin Mm -hmm. Jefferson. I'm thinking Adam Thielen, 105, 110 and get this guy scored 10 touchdowns last year. Is there going to be, you know, is he going to score eight? Is he going to do 10 again? We don't realistically know, but I think it would be a safe bet to go under double digit targets, but it's going to be close. If, if the over unders eight and a half total touchdowns for Thielen, you know, to start the season, I might go over and it would be boom. We, we, we be at that sweet spot, right? 
right at nine. So it's under 10 and it's not over 10. But right here, Adam Thielen still is the man in town, wide receiver wise, to go along with uh, JJ, Justin Jefferson. And now this team, the one positive thing you take away from this whole thing with Kirk Cousins, with Minnesota, uh, Zimmer is gone. This guy looked whacked out. He was even worse than Nagy uh, in Chicago here. But I'm thinking we're seeing a power move, power switch in this division. And it looks as though Minnesota is going to creep up, you know, right around where Green Bay is in this division. But it's only going to last so long because once the wheels fall off of Cook and once the wheels fall off of uh, of Kirk Cousins, what are they going to have? You're going to have some some stud receiver and Justin Jefferson. You know, we're going to be like oh, looking around like the Three Stooges. So that's what I'm thinking. And then when that happens, it's all going to happen so fast. Cook is going to fall off a cliff. Adam Thielen off a cliff. And your quarterback, Kirk, off a cliff. And it's going to happen when I don't know. I don't wish any ill will towards any of these guys. But from a fantasy football dynasty perspective, you have to keep that in the back of your mind when you're looking at the Minnesota Vikings this season. Right. They're a team that, as a Packer fan and being on top of the division right now, the Vikings are a team that when and if completely healthy, they scare me. They, they're, they're a good team if and when mm-hmm. completely healthy. And from a dynasty and fantasy standpoint, if they're completely healthy, they've got some fun and they've got some talent. The problem is, can they stay healthy and can they actually put it all together uh, within that window, like you said, that is closing rapidly? So, Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here today. Um, and look, I want to give uh, Chris the floor for a little bit here to to, yes. to really let everyone know where you can find him, what he's got going on. He teased us at the beginning of the show, so I'm curious to see what changes he's got coming, uh, if they are changes indeed to the bottom of the barrel. So before we do that real fast, you already know where you can find me at Real Mr. Merrill. You know where you can find Chase at STT, Chase FFB. Um, so we're going to leave the rest of the show here to Chris. The floor is yours. Hit us with what you got going on. Thank you. I'm not a big blogger. I, I got a statement I want to make about the North, but in terms of what I'm doing, you know, you could find me on Twitter at Detroit Beastie. When it comes to bottom of the barrel, that is my baby. I've loved writing mm-hmm. that thing for this is like 10th or 11th season now. You know, I, I've added more, pre, you know, Yahoo pricing and super draft stuff, but I've created a TikTok account. I'm 38 years old and I finally <laughs> created a TikTok account uh, about yep. two days ago. Not sure how there to use go. it. I'm, I'm using it for like MLB betting trends, but I'm hoping to get it rolling and then once the season starts you know each day you know doing a tiktok or two about players mentioned in bottom of the barrel that's my baby and i know everybody has been very supportive of it so for that i thank everybody thank you for having me here today and i want a a statement like a a state of the nfc uh north really quick there's there seems to be uh like there's a power shift that's about to happen here and when i when i'm saying this i'm sure everybody knows i got the signs uh swift jersey in the background i think that the lions in the next few seasons have a chance to really you know grab a hold of this division right and no offense chase but aaron Rodgers, uh he's getting up there he's we've already seen the comments uh people asking about tb12 he i'm not i don't think i'm gonna play that long i think he's gonna scoot and split soon enough and i think we're going to see a power shift uh in this division very soon thankfully in the lions favor we're gonna have chicago what can they do with justin fields and their new coaching but i have a feeling here where this division is trending in a direction here where Chicago might be at the bottom of the sucker for quite mm-hmm. some time. We're going to mm-hmm. get Minnesota uh, it, you know, in that in that bottom tier kind of thing if and when some of their star studs split or they fall off a cliff. And Green Bay with or without Aaron Rodgers, just a, a superbly ran organization, yes. they're always going to be in the mix no matter who their quarterback is. It kind of reminds me, kind of like the Minnesota Twins in baseball. They're, they're always in, in, the, in the wild... Wild card hunt, and that's because. what they have in their pocket. That is that they're a well-run organization at this point. Bingo! At yeah, so. Point. I have. A, I feel like there's going to be a power shift in this division in the Lions' favor. And at, at my age, 38, you know, being on TikTok with young kids and having, you know, the Lions never done anything of note in my lifetime, I think it's exciting. And even if you two don't believe me or, or understand what I'm saying or in the comments that there is a power shift and the Lions are going to take hold of it, even if you think I'm full of shit, say, just let me have this moment, please. Leave me alone and just say, yeah, the, the Lions are going to be okay, Chris. And then after the broadcast, you can roll your eyes. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, look, I think the logic sounds. I understand exactly what you're saying. And look, it's not out of the possibility, I think, for that path to be true. So I will let you have your moment and we'll see. We'll see if it comes true. 
but like I said, that is going to do it for us on this Sunday morning. Uh, we will be back next week, as always, every Sunday, 11 a.m., here on Belly Up uh, Sports uh, YouTube. You can find us also on Twitter at Belly Up Fantasy Sports, at Belly Up Media. Uh, and as always, at Real Mr. Mallard, at STT Chase FFB, and at Detroit Beastie. I almost messed that up. I apologize. And remember, find, you, can find, you can find Chris at TeamRiserFall.com for all of his content there as well. We will see you guys next week and have a great week. Slaughter. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.